Well, hello everybody, welcome to Sonic Talk episode 764, and for those of you who've perhaps been watching a bit of the pre-show, you'll have seen the shenanigans we've been going through, the sort of technical issues that our guests <laughs> set themselves up to challenge to bring you this uh, music technology <laughs> podcast each week. Uh, so yes, before we get there, this is the music technology podcast. We talk about all things to do with music production, uh, streaming, VR in this case, uh, studio work, uh, live production, uh, software synthesizers, drum machines, plugins, all that kind of world uh, in and, and, and sort of examine the week's news, which in the summer can be a bit of a lean time, but there's still plenty to talk about because we bring you only the most interesting and and um, able to chat guests, so uh, there won't be any monosyllabic answers or anything, I promise you. Uh, but before we get to that, I just want to say thanks to everybody in the chat room. We've got our friends in IRC and uh, Facebook and Twitch. You're all there on YouTube, uh, all brought together by the excellent software that was written by Dom and maintained by Wagyu. Uh, oh. Very much appreciated. And also... Um, uh, he's also uh, moderating and keeping all the riffraff out. So thank you very much, Wagyu. Very much appreciated. Uh, so anyway, welcome, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we've got uh, a full panel this week, a full panel this week, and I'm going to introduce uh, the two outer guests first because uh, Robin Vincent, who is also joining us, is 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 really struggling to uh, maintain his... The hardware he's going to try and demonstrate for us will fall asleep. So if we, if we go on too long, then he won't be able to. He'll have to reboot everything, and it'll be a nightmare. But that voice you heard and those <laughs> those uh, back of the classroom chuckles, chuckles. were from uh, Paulie. <laughs> Paulie from uh, Magical Synth Adventure. How are you, Paulie? Not bad, thanks. It's been quite a busy few months. Um, actually, just weeks, I think. It's been about a month since I was last on, I think. You had a break. You had a nice holiday. I saw your snaps. And, um, yeah, it was yeah. lovely. Yeah, I've um. So I've been. I I went to that uh, computer vintage computing expo, and I did my first live set in about um, three or four years since before COVID, um, and it was amazing. It went really well. The technology Excellent. worked. The the old thirty year computers worked. Um, spitting out MIDI data and samples and all that sort of thing, and people got a bit thrilled, you know, at seeing. Oh, excellent! Seeing it all come together, people were shaking my hand at the end of the the evening. So, I don't think I'm ever going to be the type of person that gigs all the time, because it is quite, you know, um, stressful and there's a lot of um, it takes a lot out of you. But I think you know, just doing one every few months is. Uh, it's quite a nice way to, um, you know, meet people and make new friends. I made made a yeah. friend with a, uh, I made a, a friend um, with a guy called Harley who makes um, music with Game Boys, two Game Boys. Oh, and it was that absolutely is, incredible. But he had samples go in and all sorts of stuff. So, so yeah, it's been good. Um, and as far as the channel goes, I am. Shooting today a deep dive of the Roland V synth. So mm, get your D beams nice. in the air. Uh, yeah, everybody. Or something everybody. that you can attach to a D beam. There's all sorts That's of appendages it. you could use with D beams. Yeah. So uh, anything, yeah, whatever it suits, whatever fits space. the bill. But yeah, um, so yeah, no, it's been good. So thanks. Thanks Excellent. Well, if you're gigging, <laughs> I, I should also point out we do have. Uh, I, I, I forgot to do this, but it's the whole coming up thing that I forget to do. Uh, I've got Soma Terror Review uh, almost coming. We've also got. Now, I think if I hit this, will it work? Uh, I think I can just <laughs> do that. And it's our. Uh, no, it didn't. Oh, well, never mind. Um, Johnny Cash. We've got the new. Uh, I think, actually, maybe it's this one. Let me just find it. Sorry. It's, yeah, there we go. It's this one. So, Emom dates. We've got a, we've got a date set for Emom, uh, which is the 8th of September. And so, if you want to join us on uh, Emom, uh, we're doing uh, Friday the 8th of September in Bath. Uh, we've still got slots available. So, uh, I know, Paulie, nice. maybe if you're in the mood for gigging, you might be, might be available. Uh, if you want to find out more about tickets, uh, bit.ly slash Sonic Emom 3 will take you there. And there's also a link to the form if you want to sign up to be a performer to this That's or any brilliant. future ones. Sorry it's been a long time, but we were hoping to uh, do it in the summer, but summer just got too frantic. Anyway, so I, no. I will try and move on because I do know that 
it's it's like we've we've it's like Robin's holding something hot, heavy in the air. We put him in a sort of technological stress position. Uh, Robin, there he is with his VR headset on. But I'll say hello to Gaz first, and then we'll come back to you, Robin. Then we can get straight onto the first topic. Also, Mr. Gaz Williams, there. Uh, Gaz Williams, YouTube uh, artiste and uh, professional bass player, and all of those things. Are uh, doing a live show tonight, Gaz? I am. I am. I'm going to do a live show tonight. So please, please join me 8 p.m. UK time uh, on the Gaz Williams show. I've got uh, a few ideas. I haven't quite decided. Uh, there's a possible guest who I may hear from during the course of this show. So uh, if, if they confirm. Ah, okay. But um, yeah, I've got a few ideas. Um, I've recently just got a bass guitar that has blown my mind as well. It's an Alembic. Now that is Ooh, really cool. Level 42 style. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark King's, Mark King's the, base of choice. Well, yeah, amongst many. Stanley Clark. Uh, I tell you what, if you want to know what the Alembic sounds like, one of the most classic examples you could possibly find is The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Ding, 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 ding. Right, if you think, if you listen yeah, to that, yeah, and yeah. Think, that, that ain't a P bass, it's an alembic. And actually, it's a ah. fretless bass as well. It's not oh, overtly oh, wow. a bass. And didn't, didn't alembics have like LEDs in the, in the, um, in the well, fretboard or some of them? They can do. I mean, all sorts of stuff. Uh, crucially and historically, mega important because they were the first ever active instruments, you know? So, um, ah. so they know so, what and, they're doing. Well, they were part of Bear, Owsley Stanley, ahem, that Owsley Stanley, and built the Grateful Dead's Wall of Sound, the most amazing PA system in history. People who heard it still swear that it's the best sound. And when you see pictures of the Wall of Sound, you think, yep, that looks pretty cool. But the, the design for the Wall of Sound extended from the PA right through to the, well, well the instruments right through to the PA. So, um, so Alembic were actually based in the HQ of the Grateful Dead back in the day. So it's all kind of all inextricably linked. Um, it's just got, one thing it's got history. Say, it's got history. Uh, about that bass used on the chain by John McVie in Fleetwood Mac, uh, not only was it fretless, it actually had a stainless steel fretboard as well. So, uh, oh, wow. No wonder yeah. it was so clangy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it was one of the first bass lines I ever learned to play. I remember, I remember being in school playing it to people. Everyone was like, wow. I mean, it's actually super simple to play, but, um, you know, it's really embedded into me. And of course, when I got the Olympic, I had to play the chain and it is That's the remarkable. first thing. Well, yeah, it is. You just go, okay, that's, that is an Alembic sound, albeit maybe extremely shiny with a silk, with a stainless steel fretboard, but I digress. Um, so I might, I might, um, that it may see some Alembic action tonight. Oh yeah. One last oh, thing about the Alembic. Fun. It's the one that I've got. It's uh, it's like a kind of, it's called the essence. It's a simple, it's a more of a simpler one, but it's just got like a volume and a pickup control, but it's got crucially a low pass filter that's quite resonant as well and just oh. the one control. Ah. so you just got the one control and wow. interesting. i mean i got about 14 bass guitars i've never had anything remotely <laughs> like this it is pretty mind-blowing so everything. yeah oh wow okay that sounds good well, uh, well, thank you, Gaz. And uh, Robin, you still with us? You're managing to survive. You're not starting to tremble I'm like Pete uh... Saber at the moment. Oh, nice. Uh, well, and uh, Robin, uh, <laughs> Molten Music Tech, uh, YouTuber, journalist, and all round uh, good egg, and uh, man who's game for for this kind of business. Uh, how are you doing, Robin? <laughs> What's coming up on your channel? Uh, assuming it's not a core cool gadget review. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Um, well, I funny enough, I'm doing my Molten Monthly uh, this morning, filmed that, so I'm going to be editing that down. That should be out tomorrow with a bit of luck. All the latest news from uh, from ah. that that thing. <laughs> so that's been my, <laughs> filling my time at the moment. That and playing with... Do you need a holiday, Robin? <laughs> I kind of feel I do. <laughs> I can recommend them. I recommend them. But uh, so uh, I, I suppose what we should probably do is come straight to the first topic, which is called gadget. So this is why Robin's got the VR headset on, because he's going to attempt to show mm. us a little bit about it. But I do have to press a button first. And uh, so oh, I'm going to do that. So uh, let's see if I actually get this right. OK, so let's see. With BGM That's Cast not it, is it? God damn. It's because I pressed the wrong button. There we go. Hey. 
So yeah, Guild Gadget uh, has, I think it's officially been released. It's available for uh, MetaQuest and MetaQuest Pro. I'm not entirely sure what that means because it has been around for a bit, but I think we're now at a sort of further up the food chain release. So you can now gadgetize in the privacy of your own helmet. Um, so it's like a virtual studio become even more virtual. <laughs> So uh, before I, let's just get straight to it. So here's Robin in his uh, virtual studio. Do you get to design it, Robin, or is it just um, no, it, as it, it comes? Just as it is. Let me immerse myself, and then I can give you a little bit of a bit of a tour if I can really find myself. Hang on a sec. So I'm now. I don't. I no longer see you. I no. only see my studio. You're so, ready to, to, oh, to and I'm going to keep headbutting the microphone. So we've got things over here like this little synth. <laughs> I can poke at it. I can move things about. There's a potential of sound. We don't. I, I should, yeah, I don't think we can hear anything. Which is just we're just going to have to make it. But it's interesting that we. So can you? Do you have to actually physically move to zoom in and zoom out, or does it, is there something that you can? Yeah, do Yeah, yeah. See, I can sit it? back and have a look at my screens up here with me stuff on, or I can look about and I've got a nice synth there, <laughs> or one over here. Yeah. That's the, yeah, that the arcade, arcade one. one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because Gadget is really, uh, it's considered, by, I mean, it was one of the best, one of the first iOS app. Oh, there we go. I'm hearing yes. it now. Oh, look at Do that. you hear some sound? We do. I mean, I, I think as a sort of uh, uh, meta experience. Oh, here we go. Look at these wave tables and stuff. Wow. <laughs> okay. Right. Wait, uh, let's just have a quick 3D. summary. I mean, basically, a quick quick summary is uh, it's available. You can get it at the Steam shop. It says it's very much beta. It's $29. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's an impressive thing to see. And uh, But it, it's 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 immersive, but perhaps not from the outside. So I'm just wondering, uh, mm. Robin, what... I don't know if Robin can hear us anymore because he's now... Okay, we've yeah, lost yeah. him. We've, we've, oh, we have. What's it actually like... Is it intuitive? Because what I've seen, uh, there's some great videos by Franz, uh, VJ Franz K, uh, uh, yes. who's, who's done some tours around it. And it looks like it's the sort of thing that using a complicated piece of software before you learn the key commands, it feels like it's at that stage where everything is really difficult and fiddly and there are no sort of commonality gestures that drop in and out of record. It feels like there's maybe some problems with that. <laughs> so, Robin, yeah, if we can I mean, bring you back, can we bring you back into into the world? Yes, well, we possibly, go. yeah. I mean, I think... Oh, sorry about the microphone. Um, I mean, the, the problem, just to demonstrate, I suppose, if you can see my controllers, <laughs> is yeah. that in order to grab something, I have to move... Um, yeah, I've got a one joystick which is moving between parameters and uh, another sticky, joystick sticky which controls that parameter. So it's very, very intentional, but also desperately laborious. So right. doing anything is just a, is a struggle. I mean, it, it's fun. It sounds nice in the right environment, obviously not through uh, the streaming. But, I mean, this is a beautiful little synthesizer sitting here. I've no idea what this Miami thing does. And there's some wonderful sounds coming out, but to control those knobs is, is uh, you'd just rather be doing anything else, I think. So you're going to be switching to a game. <laughs> I'd rather be doing anything else. I'm just going to write that down. Game. That is definitely the show title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be doing anything yeah. else what, than watching Sonic talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I suppose the interesting thing here is, um, it, for me, I mean, my, my kind of tagline, and it's a very cheap kind of uh, shot, is it seems like a, a, a problem, a solution looking for a problem to fix. And that's the sort of thing yeah. that we end up with with this thing. I mean, it feels like, you know, if you're trying to control everything with essentially this, it's like working on something with boxing gloves rather than with the finesse and the, 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 the dexterity of your fingers. And it just, so, so I mean, yeah. like you say, you, you'd rather be doing anything else. Uh, but um, if I come to you first, Gaz, because yeah. you, I mean, you love Cool, cool Gadget. And I know loads of people think Cool Gadget is great. John Birch, who did uh, set, uh, our last EMOM, he, a lot of the stuff that he did it was in Cool Gadget. He loves it. And, and, and I know, you know, it's a great piece of software, right? So good to see Korg on the cutting edge. But what, what do we need this? for I kind wonder. of i mean <laughs> the, well, 
I mean, I, I'm sure Robin can verify this. But as I'm looking at that, though, it looks like they have not really ported it in any sort of meaningful way. It looks like mm. uh, they've just dumped the kind of graphics across. It doesn't look like they don't look like they extrude properly in like a kind of 3D sort of way. It looks kind of like a crude version of Gadget, which um, I would have thought of something for that platform would need a, a ground-up rethink. And I think they've just kind of ported it. And I reckon the laboriousness is is that. I mean, you know, if you're using it's Gadget... Better, it on, is better looking. Uh, it is, just to say, it is better looking in real life. I mean, when, when, I, when I'm looking at it, you, you are having to cope with the whole um, focus issues and mm, that sort yeah. of thing. Sorry, my, my mic's a little hot. Um, yeah. So there is that to enjoy. Okay. But it's still, it but still it is... is clearer yeah. and, nicer than it looks through the streaming okay. thing right yeah, fair enough but it still to me looks like they've just like literally plonked it across though not necessarily considered those controllers maybe mm. or how to maximize that and uh maybe there's just know, too I'm, much to control with such a uh, sort of mm, a, a, yeah, a blunt device as that well when you what made gadget really great when it first appeared was it did looked at the medium of the touchscreen medium which was you know be becoming fairly mature at the point the gadget came out but they'd looked at that and they'd sort of designed a way of like making uh, an interface that was superly you know superbly set up for that thing when it ported across then later and on to be like a uh, to desktop computers you know there, there was a little bit of chin scratching because you've got these simplified synthesizers running on a platform that can run you know sophisticated synthesizers mm. uh but you know so be it and then we also saw gadget then appear was it the Nin on the nintendo switch yeah the switch that's yeah. right your video is frozen by the way Gaz. i don't know if your battery has oh. gone on your camera or your, your power's no. gone but uh, uh, feel free moment. to carry on okay so um let's just uh i'm just switch to this I'm glad it's not me this week. I must admit, I feel, I feel quite liberated that it's not Shout my fault Boyder. this week. <laughs> Woo yeah, Gaz, sorry about that. I don't know what happened there. but uh, Am I still frozen on you? Yeah, you are. It's frozen in a different way. Oh, there we go. We're back now. That's all right. We've, we've got you. No idea where that is. Um, so seeing gadget then move across to the nintendo platform the switch and you kind of go okay mm. this is kind of interesting they're taking DS this thing uh is that what it was Gad on yeah yeah okay no it wasn't gadget um, it was something like that wasn't it yeah but yeah I got oh no no that was on a nintendo ds no oh, that no was but think, ah sorry yeah, yes that was, was a different thing you're right before. absolutely right that was like a, the yeah, the yeah, ms10 or ms20 kind of port I don't know, and then they ported it yeah. across to, and they were trying to sort of trial it as, oh, you know, as like a, a multiplayer game with, with multiple people partaking in a, in a gadget session, which I think was actually quite an interesting idea. It would have had to necessitate four people all having a copy of it, I think, and their own Switch. Yes. And, and, and so it becomes, you know, there's this slightly yeah, unlikely scenario. However, you know, they're kind of stretching gadgets, kind of initial premises being an iPad only, and then actually it was iPad, and then it ported to iPhone. So we've seen mm. like this thing of gadget going on and on and on, which is just kind of curious. So it's kind of unsurprising that it's ended up on uh, on the the, uh, the Meta the MetaQuest sort of platform. Is it only ah. MetaQuest then? I don't know. That's what um, it said on the Steam Steam thing. But uh, sorry, you would know, Robin, because you, yeah. you've obviously just well, downloaded mine's it. A, yeah, mine's an, an Oculus Two. Is that MetaQuest Two now? Is that what they call it? So I'm not sure. Uh, so mine's like almost just the more recent version of the basic Oculus from from Facebook from Meta. Uh, but it, it, as it's available on Steam, then it will pretty much run on um, anything that connects to that. So if you've got a a harnessed one i would have thought that would also work but mine was the standalone even though i had the cable plugged in just for power because that was my problem i was running out of power it is standalone it runs on that i could sit in the garden and have be surrounded by these synthesizers that is you know completely feasible and it sounds all right and you can use it it is usable and it, it does feed into this idea of trying to make 
the music making more immersive rather than a mouse and virtual instruments mm. to try to generate a hardware, the excitement of a hardware situation around yourself. You know, it has things going for it, yeah. but it's, uh, like I say, is it, I'm not sure it's worth the, the effort. And also I can only stand it for about 20 minutes before I just have to mm. put it down. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I suppose so. I just want to say, Gaz, your video is frozen again, but I'll come to Paul oh. now and uh, maybe you can wrangle. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it, we all, as as tech, as people are into music technology, this is the sort of thing that we feel is promising. You know, we're going to see all of this stuff coming. And as we know, yeah. um, I've banged on about it for a lot, you know, apps like the Core Gadget and all the music apps are the things that help launch these kind of new interfaces, such as touchscreen and the iPhone and whatnot. They're, they're integral in bringing this to market. So you think people would be focusing on them. I, I wonder whether the person who came up with all the good stuff for Gadget has left mm. and now they're just porting the original Maybe. code to other platforms i don't know yeah i love gadget by the way i use it mainly on my iphone so essentially um is my mic okay by the way yeah yeah anyway so um i use it on the iphone just to do sketches on the go between that and Synclavier go i'm i've pretty much got the power of a, a whole studio in my pocket so i can actually do a little screen recording or export a wave and send it to the director and go, what do you think about this um, this little, you know, riff or something like that? Um, as regards the VR thing, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because growing up as a kid in the 90s, VR was such a thing. Um, mm. There were these, there was these massive arcade virtuality helmets with a game called Pterodactyl Nightmare, I think it was called. <laughs> <laughs> where you had to shoot at pterodactyls on a chessboard with some some stairs. The graphics were quite primitive, but... Um, and then the Virtual Boy, of course, from Nintendo, and you couldn't mm. play it for more than half an hour without getting headaches or something like that with a red screen. So it seems like the technology is still quite janky, but that's not to say that it won't in the future you know, be developed into something amazing because it would be really cool mm. to have a room full of virtual synths where you could, maybe it'll be some kind of Nintendo Power Glove kind of thing where you can grab the um, the sliders right. with. I didn't say knob. That would make sense. Um, that you can grab the sliders with um, in order to make sounds, you know, and you could be like, have a mini Moog in front of you and there could be some haptic feedback or something. But then, of I course... I you're right um, there, yeah. Then, of course... Like a, a young person could say to, to one of us, you know, with a hardware studio, why are you bothering with that? I've got all of this, you know, on my phone kind of vibes. And we'd be like, we'd shake off it. Yeah, that well, there is that. Hello, Robin, I mean, you've obviously hardware. got... You've obviously got the headset, Robin. Um, and yes. I, what I'm wondering is, I'm wondering that are there kind of... Um, like norms, no, with mouse and right click, there are certain norms and sort of click and drag and things that we get with touch interfaces that have become mm. a normalized set of commands. Are there though, is there that kind of language in the, the, the VR world or is it very much the Wild West and, you know, lots of things will do lots of different things depending on who, what they've designed in. I mean, and so we're, we're looking yeah. for perhaps a gestural language that will make sense of a lot of things at the same time that once you've learned it, you then don't, you, you just replace the, what you're seeing with better and better graphics but essentially the movements mm. and the things that you do will be translatable i mean what's it like for other stuff that's perhaps a bit more high budget yeah it just needs to be basic i mean you've got you've got this which is uh, can you see like that yeah, so you've yeah. got like a, a joystick and a couple of buttons and the triggers there's a side trigger as well i mean in in as much as climbing a mountain it's pretty effective you can grab hold of things you can pull yourself about uh move around swap handholds that kind of thing or shooting things obviously with the triggers is is easy and reloading blah blah blah, blah. so working for games hitting things around pressing a couple of buttons or even moving things around you can do in quite good detail in uh, games yeah. where it's sort of more like adventure games where you're unlocking things or opening boxes, that kind of mm. thing. It works, but you only have a couple of digits worth of power, you know, of control. Um, <laughs> I think when when Apple talks about its eye scanning business, 
yeah, that might be revolutionary because you can yeah. skip yeah. from control to control very simply, potentially, yeah. as opposed to you know jumping from one to another as I'm yeah. trying to do, or pointing, clicking, clicking again. Oh no, okay, now I can control yeah. it. So, and I would also say that every game is different. So every well, control, I imagine no most most games control. are not quite. You're not you're not executing quite the degree of yeah. macro level control that yeah. you're being asked to do in this situation right so that's but, you know i'm diffusing thing. a bomb you know i've, I've diffused a bomb and, and that that oh, well, that's I'll, relatively that's fine relatively tricky that's, you know big that's pair a lot of jeopardy clippers comes in can, <laughs> I, can i say can i say something that might be relevant or it might be completely irrelevant and i don't actually know exactly what it means but some korean scientists today have announced the first room temperature ambient pressure superconductor now, oh to, some of you, to some of you, that's going to be a big deal. Uh, you might have to explain it to me why that's a big deal. I need but... to sit down. I'm <laughs> I, I don't know what that I guess it's, no? a power, it's a power generation source, presumably, that is hmm. uh, doesn't generate a lot of heat. I mean, that's what I would get from that, but I don't know at all. Okay. That's a guess. Well, maybe, maybe this episode of Sonic Talk will be, you know, marked out as such as... Um, because that was a, such where a were, where were you when they announced the ambient temperature <laughs> superconductor yeah, so super well. <laughs> pressure superconductor yeah <laughs> yeah oh, yes it was I me it was and it's on record wow. it was yeah. okay well I, I mean i think it's worth you know th i suppose the thing is it, it does feel like we're we're all struggling to find a way to praise this apart from the fact it's good mm. it's being done it just needs to be done better it's not mm. I think the gaming controls are very specific. They're not the same as, you know, fine control you get on synthesizer interfaces. It's just not the same thing, you know. So you sort of almost need maybe another controller that is that has uh, touch feedback that so it knows which knob you're turning and that's pre-mapped so you you do have a hardware interface and you don't mm. have to hold those kind of things which only give you that level of thumbs and some thumb and finger control. So maybe that's the answer. I don't know. Mm. Um, okay, well, what shall we have next? Uh, I suppose uh, while we're on the subject, I mean, I think the thing is about this, and particularly when we've got a sort of reasonably quiet uh, time uh, of the summer, th you know, AI and machine learning, all those things are going to be, and VR are going to be big, you know, because that's when I suppose people announce these sort of things because um, they don't have to do a big launch, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But this is this this is an interesting one. So essentially what we have here, I'll, I'll play this and we'll, uh, we'll discuss. With BGM Cast for Bridgecast, adding royalty-free music to your gaming streams has never been easier. The Bridgecast hardware is a simple, all-in-one solution for pro-level live stream audio and effects. <laughs> Easily control different audio sources conveniently and efficiently. With a so I'll summarise because that'll probably be uh, less painful than listening to that rather generic uh, voiceover. Uh, too far, too jolly, far too jolly. Um, so essentially, <laughs> Roland have got the. Uh, uh, now I'm trying to remember what it's called, Bridgecast, which is a piece of software which is used. This kind of the idea is to be able to stream your uh, game audio and your mic and have a return and make that sort of whole audio routing thing less of a nightmare. You can. You, why I must ask this? You can affect your voice. Uh, why do they put these things? on every single Roland. Gaz has got a pretty semi-pro video mixer and it's got a voice changer on it. I mean, what the hell is that all about? I don't know anybody who would really need that. I'm, Gaz, I'm sure Gaz is actually going to demonstrate any second now. But anyway, I mean, part of the interesting thing about this is what they've also done, because you're streaming, they've added a subscription op opportunity to a library which allows you to use this kind of uh, royalty-free library music. And that's that was yeah. where the... Pro the, the uh, the, the the news ended and i wrote back to them and said where's the music come from because roland don't have uh, any library music as far as i know and i was told yeah. it's basically uh it's ai uh and it's ai generated but curated by humans and uh i'm just trying to find i'll see if i can find the actual because there's, there's a link here which i was going to use as well uh let me see uh roland oh, i'm just trying to find the thing yeah so it's this is Provided by Amadeus Code, who are, um, you know, they basically make AI stuff. Uh, so yeah. let me just see if I can bring that in. It might, I might be able to uh, throw it up into the browser and we can hear the sort of thing that it may or may not do. Let's have a look. Submit. Does that go? Gonna, sh should. Oh, no. Let me see. It's probably my. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't. Oh, that's good. 
Excellent. Well, I'm glad that hasn't worked. Um, but ultimately, I'm trying to find if I if I can actually get the, uh, the the URL up there because it's Amadeus Code. Let me see if I I might be able to get it in here. Let me just try and type it in because it may be that that. Uh, um, oh, let me see. It just it's Amadeus Code. HTTPS Amadeus Code. Ooh, Let's Amadeus. see where it was. I'll put. Amadeus Code, there we go, AmadeusCode.com. It might bring it up. Yeah, here we go. I've got it. Uh, so if I can, I, can, I should be able to bring Yeah, so here we go. Uh, now, if I can scroll down. So uh, this, is, this is the service that they provide. Oh, wow. Okay. Let me see if I can find. There is some except this. I don't know why this is in Japanese, but this is the sort of stuff you'll be able to get. And I have to say... I was not especially impressed with this. And it's not working there either. Fantastic. I'm so pleased. Hold on. I know I do this. Here we go. This is, I forget what, this is some sort of generic kind of pot. I think there's a future base one. Here we go. So we can have this. So imagine, I, I guess by using this, I'm not going to get um, uh, any copyright strikes from playing music. Um, but I just do wonder, there is a sort of, this is curated by humans. I just do wonder what criteria they give their curators. I mean, it's all okay. And there's, so you get a mix, you get stems, you get a karaoke version, you get all of this stuff. So, and, and I think the, the price for, uh, it's something like 270 bucks a month or 170 bucks a month if you're just a streamer. So it's quite an investment. I think obviously they've done a deal with Roland. It's $3,000 a month for a more uh, generic approach to API where you get a certain number of API calls. So they've obviously done a deal with them. I just thought it's a it seems like a really strange direction to go in and especially when your your whole company is designed on sort of encouraging creativity and using their stuff for music yeah and yet they're yeah. serving up this kind of pap i don't know what do you think they they took our jobs anyway um <laughs> and i i've listened to a lot of these examples of ai music and there's one thing that i think is missing from a lot of it and that's torment Essentially, <laughs> you need torment to, to I think, to create something that has a kind of, or at least a little bit, or a little bit of world weariness in order to create something that has a bit of a, a slightly angular human imperfect feel. So they just mm, need to, they just need to kind of, you know, give the AI some adversity. <laughs> right. I don't know how they do that. Make them fight one another in a Hunger Games style battle. That should do it. And then do some music. Yeah. And then do but some But then music if I want to press how would that that would have to happen immediately. I press my button, I want something with a bit of adversity in it, then they've got to go and off and fight a tournament, <laughs> do all of this stuff in a really supercomputer sure. time, which is probably ten yeah, times yeah, yeah, real yeah, time yeah. or a thousand yeah. and then come back and have a go at and writing. Then come the music, back right? battle weary <laughs> and then write your your yeah. But I was I was saying to a friend if they could if Raymond Kurzweil's thing comes true and we have a singularity and we can all turn ourselves into AIs, I'd like to compare a version of myself with no adversity and trauma against one that they left alone and see what how the music would differ, how adverse life experiences affect what you mm. write essentially. Well, so I suppose we the answer that is that there is no... That, no, that sounds like a really interesting idea. There is no life adversity for an AI. I mean, no. I, I am, I, I'm generalising massively. I mean, maybe there is, but uh, <laughs> as far as we know, not totally conscious. Uh, Robin, is this something... I mean, because hmm. you're, you're a YouTuber. We're all YouTubers, and music is a really big deal. I mean, we're going to be doing, obviously, our yeah. EMOM, and I want something I can play in between... The sets. I wonder if <laughs> I wonder how I, I could go to Roland and say, "Would you like to supply me with a, a playlist of tracks I can play in between really interesting human-powered acts in between in each emon?" But I feel that would be wrong somehow. It doesn't feel like that's the right mm. thing to do. Maybe. I mean, some ways I think about this as being. I mean, how different is it from your home keyboard with its automatic accompaniment, with you just punching in a couple of chords and it playing for five minutes? Mm. Is is it any more different from that? Is it being? Is there any more intelligence behind it than that? I mean, I guess ultimately, automatic accompaniment has been designed by somebody at some point, um, but it 
it will generate background music for you mm. and and also in terms of angst i don't know that library music really really has that vibe i mean it's one of those remarkable areas that a lot of people work in a lot of people generate library music for for lifts for conferences for answer machines you know and there's a there's a whole um a whole career choice uh, down in the library music uh, arena and i think we let it go at our peril because there's a lot mm. of um a lot of people who will lose out who are quietly just doing their little bits for conference and little bits for here and there well, and i think, think it's a but shame do you think i mean it's it's the same it's in the same way that uh, some articles like listicles you see them all the time mm. or you know maybe stuff mm. on financial advice which is just nobody wants to write that kind of dull stuff do you think people actually want to write lifts for music do you think maybe or if ai generated the stuff they could just voice it and tweak it in a better way it would save them the maybe the angst themselves of having to come up with another 40 minutes of elevator music this week i mean it might you know that might actually be might be a human a kind a human kindness in a weird kind of way I suppose, but you know, if you've got a career making music, it's a career making music, no matter how yeah, lowly it may feel, you know, um, and that that perhaps is not an avenue that you can you can slip into anymore. Um, I don't know, but I mean, I absolutely, I hear what you say, and and it it would be good to use AI in such a way that it replaces the dull stuff that we do. But sometimes the dull stuff is all we have, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. sometimes that's sometimes better than nothing. What pays the bills? Doing that, yeah. yeah. Oh no, no. I, I totally agree. I'm not. I, I'd like to come. I, I'm not belittling what people might do. It's just that may they may have. There may be more. It may be just as rewarding to kind of take what's been done and try and make it more. Because that, that those sounds. You know, you'd think mm. at a bare minimum that I would want. You know, Roland would say, yeah, this is fine. Uh, all this AI generated music, but can you use the Zencore engine to voice it all? Because then it would at least be better than what we were hearing. Yeah. You know, then or, you or you'd chuck think, a ring mod know. on it. Exactly. Someone, so some, <laughs> someone's job is to take that and just controllerize it. So they're just X, Y padding the whole performance. So it has some kind of bit. movement. I don't know, Gaz. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you're a live musician. This stuff is kind of in a way an anathema. But there are times when you just need pap, you know, background stuff that, you know, nobody really is paying any attention to, perhaps. Well, first of all, I just wanted to use a silly voice and it's been years until now to have the opportunity. Um, but, um, uh, well, I I was recently listening to KPM's what's it Jazz Graphics and the Spy Spy Set. It's one of the KPM. Um, compilations of library music from probably about 1969 1970 you know the ones with just a plain green square mm. cover um and the thing that was occurring to me like listening i mean those kpm records from that time are just amazing beautiful and mm -hmm. really diverse and i was thinking about how like library music back then um was mm. well mellotron, mellotron tapes you know same thing right yeah yeah good, good mm. yeah good point um so i just wonder if these like, kind of ai things are just making music in a very small even though it seems like big it's actually quite yeah. small when you look at it objectively what the sort of music that it's making and i'd be really surprised if it produced music outside of what i would predict it to kind of come yes. within um for instance like using that kpm as an example there's some like sort of thematic things in that which uh you know i just can't see how ai well hmm. mm. I, well maybe i'm also so if you've got real musician if you've got real yeah. musicians playing them it's like you know i would like mm. the bass player to be quite excited at doing the this track or the drummer <laughs> is a bit drunk yeah. and slightly aggressive you know can we uh, and there's some tension between the keyboard player and the trumpet player you know yeah. i mean those are the sort of things that make a difference right we did it we, i worked on a soundtrack uh last week uh, in st george's hall in bristol um on a stage and it was set out like an early 70s italian horror film soundtrack so we had a 10-piece string wow. section a vibraphone player a grand piano bass guitar um guitar and saxophone clarinet you know so it was quite you know big ensemble ensemble oh, yeah yeah and uh i was di'd as a bass 
is probably the better thing to DI in in that situation. But everything else is um, mm. kind of all bleeding together. And and as uh, so, they were like themes, but they were also sort of incidental sections. And uh, and the way that the sound was kind of into the, the whole St George's Hall in Bristol is a beautiful sounding space. Mm, I've heard it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, so the complexity of that sound of those all those instruments and the way the sound is working in that hall uh even just doing just like sustained sort of like string pad more or less you know is just full it's just full of specialness um mm -hmm. so i think and that specialness is i, I don't know it's indefinable isn't it to a degree yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah um so you know so like this ai stuff is just kind of chasing a particular thing really isn't it you know mm. i think computery you know music that you make in the box i suppose being the thing that this will ultimately do but um it's interesting as a company though look what they've just released at the same time through is it the the boss gm 800 uh, i'm i love mm. boss guitar synths and now they've just so you mentioned the uh, Zen core. So now the the new generation, and there's a new generation of pickup yes. as well, which uh, I've got. I've had various ones over the years. So I'm like, ooh, you know, my antenna is up about this. So you know, as you know, I, I always think that about Roland. Though they're always trying out new ideas, so aren't they? And yeah. you look at their history, and there are uh, you know, there's a whole array of failures as well as successes. Um, sure. I suppose I suppose you could say that. Yeah. I suppose yeah. the only thing I would say is they generally go large, so it's like we've got D beams and they're in everything for ten years. <laughs> it's not it's not like next year we'll try something you know, and, and the supernatural and the Zencore, it's all being heavily, heavily, heavily milked. And it's the way I mean yeah. it's just the way that they operate to a degree. And I suppose with other some other companies are a little less sort of juggernauty where it's going, this is where all of our research and development is going and that's where everything is going to be like that for this long. And yeah, if it's yeah. not terribly exciting then there's a you, you've got like five years almost of sort of i mean i i'm not saying that that's what's happening with roland because i think the zencore stuff sounds really good and some of it but but then yeah. they go back to acb for what was the, what have they done that's ACB? yeah acb on the on the s1 tweak synth which i think oh, yeah. and it sounds great and it's a really good thing and it's got mm -hmm. nothing yeah. to do with zencore at all and you yeah, what, right. what 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 it's mad yeah, so <laughs> hits and misses, I suppose. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, Robin, did I come to you? Have I have I bypassed you so far? Oh, in this? No, but just to add, you've got to look at the use case scenario as well. I mean, who is it for? It's for podcasters and streamers, which is a huge market, and they yeah. just want something they can run in the background, which is not going to get a strike on their stream. Indeed, you know, job mm. done for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's four of us here. Any of us going <laughs> to use it? Hands up. Well, oh. <laughs> I mean, I, and I don't know. I don't know how big. I, I mean, when you say it's a huge market, I, I want. I mean, huge as in as big as the home keyboard market. I mean, I suppose in many ways. Sure. No, 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 uh, no. Home stream. You, no, you got to think about. No, no, no. Gaming streamers. That's who it's for. It's for people uh, who okay. are streaming yeah, 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 Fortnite. Yeah. There are gazillions yeah. right. gotcha. of those. Gazillions. Yeah. That's so true. yeah. Yeah. It's well, quite I think that's, that's an interesting. That's an interest. Sorry, go, go, guys. Yeah. No, just to say, it's quite sobering when you see the viewing figures that some of these gamers get. You know, when we've had a <laughs> successful video, it's just like nothing yes. compared to Game World. But anyway, yeah, I know you're absolutely right. Uh, well, so maybe what we need is a music bed, AI music bed underneath everything. I mean, I find that quite distressing when there's there's just unnecessary music under people talking. It's like, what, why is that even there? It's just like it's like they didn't quite have enough confidence that what they were the content that they're making the the creative act yeah. was quite interesting enough, so they put something else in. But again, that was even that just makes it even more bland it's it's bizarre isn't it but i suppose that it will have a purpose i mean that, that there's no denying it uh, okay um so what was i going to look at? i don't know if i want to go to um a, another um old man shouting at clouds kind of uh, topic <laughs> because it feels like we've done it so let's have a look at this one let's uh, let's check this one out this is kind of so this is the new expressively imagine uh, mm. updates physical synth update I'm quite proud of my let's get physical headline, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I, it looks like it's being played on a push. 
and it's got some really lovely lovely sounds I mean it's been updated to be native on uh, Apple Silicon M1 and M2 uh, there's a 40 new presets with it uh, you can actually connect the touche to it and get some really good expression as well and it's easy to forget this stuff because Osmos is just <laughs> is, is sort of hogging the headlines for uh, for them and I, I imagine it's quite hard to let anybody know about this but I thought it was worth mentioning because physical stuff in itself is very interesting but also the fact oh here we go here's a touche I know, I like this stuff, and it, I always forget. Yeah. I've got a touche, I never plug it in because I can't, you know, I, I, it's just something that, you know, you just think, oh, I have to remember to assign it, and it sort of gets forgotten about for this. I know, Gaz, you were very keen on it when you, because you got one, didn't you? Do you still use yeah. yours? I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. You do? Okay. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm glad uh, to hear that. Right there. Um, I, I Expressive instruments, I think, get really overlooked. I mean, noisy that came before it uh fantastic uh fantastic instrument i mean uh they in integrate beautifully with the touche as well but the instruments are really interesting with excellent preset libraries as well uh i'm just not that into com computers anymore for i just don't hardly use them and it's a bit of a shame mm. because they those ones i think are some of the most interesting ones i've heard that imagine is brilliant it's well worth exploring um i think things like that lend itself to uh the touche and indeed the osmos i'm i'm, I'm guessing stuff with good control yeah good control yeah and with that physical modeling um quality uh i remember years ago i was using um piano tech which is a physical mm. modeled piano uh, with a, a Roland Hansonic and playing like a kind of bongo piano. Mm. Uh, it just didn't work with um, sample-based pianos. Because you get the round-robin effect all the time. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's kind of weird. It's sort of, um, but I think with, uh, you know, when you're using like either, the, you know, Osmos or Touche and there's such mm. a kind of physical way that you can interact with it i think having something that's physics based you know they match up really really well so it kind of makes sense that Oz, you know that expressive e are making products like this um yeah noisy as well just yeah noisy is um noisy is a brilliant mm. unique take on um just i think the, the name might put people off anyway although there are some brilliant <laughs> <laughs> noisy patches uh but yeah brilliant 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 stuff imagine yeah thumbs up from me love it but, uh, it's, uh, yeah it's on <laughs> offer at the moment uh discounted to 83 euros from 138 uh i just want to say steve abel says it doesn't support mp i can't uh, say whether it does or not but that's worth investigating because you you uh, think it would mm -hmm. but i guess the maybe the computing power would be a little bit too demanding for it oh uh, robin i mean i know a lot of your work and, and your kind of certainly your professional front is is devoted to modular and things. I mean, I can't think of there, there there was a Harkin uh, an Egan Matrix um, mm. module, I think, wasn't there announced? I mean, is, do you think is physical modeling something that you are interested in? Because it it started off quite a coarse and unfinessed uh, concept, but now we're getting to really high detail, aren't we, with some of these things? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, it's a beautiful interface as well they've put together for that Imagine uh, synth. But in, in terms of, of modular, you've got things like the qubit surface and, of course, the, the mutual instruments um, rings and things which are essentially physical modeling and generating a sound. Um, so you know that that's certainly something that exists to try to create an interesting string sound or a struck sound or a um, mm. a skin sound uh within modular is is very very welcome we it's not all analog you know we do like to have uh, uh <laughs> other approaches well, did, to this sort of thing it's kind of the country and western quote isn't it we've got both kinds of music you could say that uh, we've got both kinds of modular <laughs> we've got analog and we have digital it's a similar sort of vibe i suppose yeah but no fair enough uh, I, I don't i I mean, do you have any of the um, the old physical modeling stuff? There's the Technics, isn't there? The yes, WX. I've got the Technics the, one. Uh, and didn't uh, oh, and the Prophecy that was a uh, that was modeling, wasn't it? Was yeah, it I don't have or? the Prophecy. 
the thing with the WSA is it's got these couple of um, circular controllers. So you can kind mm. of, and I, and I guess that I agree with everything that's been said on the control surface. Um, you want something that you can have very fine control over. I've got one patch which sounds like a, you know those wood blocks, uh, wood boxes that acoustic guitarists just stomp on. That and mm. an acoustic bass together. So you can kind of get this kind of, it feels like you're out on the prairie somewhere, do you know what I mean? And uh, and it's all synthesis, but it sounds so acoustic when you just hit it right. Um, and in a terms horse of with tuned hoofs. <laughs> a horse with tuned hoofs. Um, I've got this, this polyboot rip-off um, of the <laughs> Expressive E, which mm. I think is quite similar. It does like pressure and it's got X, Y... And you can kind of, you know, do this with it. You can stroke it nicely. <laughs> it's less, so I think it's good. less, it's slightly less sensitive. You don't get the same yeah. level of, uh, like, where you no. could do that real brrrm, which you can do the with taps. the touche. It's very, very sensitive for that sort mm. of stuff. It's different. I've got to yeah. say, Similar though, the, um, even if it's not as good, it's great for morphs um, mm. on the polybrute. Because you can get set up two quite different patches and then just kind of find a beautiful point in between them uh, yeah. that, that you'd never come up with on your own. And I think it's the same with most physical modelling um, instruments. Let's be frank, most of them have parameters which are quite complex to understand. They're, they're not mm. like simple things like cut-off or, you know, oscillator mm, frequency. That They all kind of um, exist in a, an ecosystem together. Uh, so sometimes these physical uh, controls can get you to a place within one of those patches uh, where you might not be able to quite yeah, understand get to how you could yeah, get to ordinarily. Yeah. It's so, interesting, isn't it? There seems to be a lot it. of um, a lot of really good work, certainly f f coming from France, on this sort mm -hmm. of notion of control and fit and modelling. There's uh, there's AAX as well, who are French, and I'm sure there are others. I mean, I'm sure there are other nationalities, but French, the, some of the French uh, designs are Touche and Arturia and AAX. You know, they all Squarp. kind of are doing some really Squarp. interesting the, um, stuff. Squarp, yeah, Squarp, Squarp. Yeah. they're doing amazing stuff. Squarp are. Is it Squarp or Squarp? I think it's like it's like it's like it's like from it's like from a comic strip, is it? Squap! Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well that's the Skip. the mood moog squirt squirp squarp, I suppose, you know, squarp. same sort of uh, so it's it's like, it's like like let's call the whole thing off. Squarp. Yeah. Squarp. Like square. Say like square squarp. pusher. Squarp. I say squarp. I say squarp. <laughs> I, I say squarp. Um, I, that's what I read, but you know, that doesn't say there's the anima fee as well, isn't there? Is am I oh, yes. pronouncing that correctly? That's and right. The yeah. new polyphonic yeah, the one which Greek did the Kickstarter. So yeah. there's a desktop and there's a, a keyboard version. So I I didn't really have the cash at the time the Kickstarter came out, but I'm watching that one really closely because as well as the physical modeling stuff, it's got a lot of weird oscillator types and I'm a bit of a um <laughs> I'm a bit of a weird oscillator, you know, fan. As I'm sure uh, Nick has makes a good point in the stuff. chat room that uh, they might all be old Urkan people. Of course, uh, Urkan yeah. uh, famously was set up in the yeah. the, the basement of the, the Pompidou Centre. Uh, I remember sure. going there as a kid. And that was the sort of, you know, the, I think C-Sound. There's a whole load of stuff that came out of there that's really mm. been GRM taken tools. on. And, and uh, yeah, GRM tools. There's loads of stuff that sort of came out of that. So maybe maybe that's true. Maybe this is just the... Yep. That's what happens, folks, when you when you're, uh, you have national investment in the arts. You know, good stuff yeah. <laughs> Although perhaps uh, it is quite somewhat niche uh, it's not exactly the petrochemical industry or uh, or you know no. france or does that though. France, like that. france 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 believes in art like as well yes. certainly more so than britain you know but not in pensions um as they're discovering <laughs> <laughs> much yeah. to their, uh, or, or uh, you know stuff yeah but uh, anyway i mean we are not like we can talk as a country yes but I, I suppose all of this this stuff is changing it becomes more of a as as the commodification of all creative output becomes content it's it's very hard to 
yeah, you just say, well, actually, uh, rather than uh, go to music, I will just subscribe to the uh, the the uh, the Roland um, AI music library thing. And maybe if you could, maybe if you could download the MIDI for all of those things, you would actually be able to do that. I mean, that seems to make so total sense, doesn't it? The, the fact that you yeah. could, if they voiced it themselves with their own, you know, their decent technology, then it would sound a heck of a lot better. But anyway. Sure. I don't know. What do I know? What do I know? Uh, where are we going? We got to five o'clock. Gosh, this is uh, this happened quick. Um, is there anything else that we wanted to talk about? I don't really want to go to. Uh, well, we could talk briefly about the Erica Synth Bullfrog. Um, yeah. This is uh, this was announced. Uh, I think was it? I don't think it was at um, was it a super booth? I can't remember if it was cartridge based, uh, sort of educational synth in conjunction with Richie Horton of all people, who's not necessarily yes. someone you would automatically go to in terms of. Um, uh, 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 synthesis and education, but it looks like a it looks a bit like one of those SSL audio interfaces. And the, the yeah, plugin, I think, actually, if I scroll down, there's no videos or anything on it yet. I think it's still in development. Let's have a look. Uh, so there are all these cartridges which you can attach to it, which are uh, let me see. There's uh, gosh, you put a moustache on him, that would be an unfortunate photograph. <laughs> Uh, voltage controlled oscillator, <laughs> noise controlled uh, envelope generators. You oh, know, there no. are things that you can plug in that give it all of these things. Um, I don't know. It looks interesting. I, I wish I'd seen it at Superbooth, but I think it was very much in the concept. I think it's coming pretty soon. Um, so hopefully, you know, this would be because often things that are brought out as toys can be much more useful than yes. just for education. Uh, uh, Gaz, you mm. were. Yeah, I think you mentioned this briefly, a, a, a sort of pre-show, didn't you? Um, no, <laughs> but um, oh, did you? Oh, some, somewhere, there was somewhere you I talked did. to Bullfrog. Somebody. Uh, oh, sorry. Okay, I'll I'll let you off the hook, Gaz, while you compose yourself. We'll, we'll go over to Paulie. <laughs> so what I liked about it, it's it's of course got a full kind of classic path through, and you can mm. when I think when you don't plug a cartridge in, you've got essentially quite a classic subtractive synth architecture, but then when you because everything is kind of rooted through that cartridge port when you when you plug stuff in um it gets rerouted different things get rerouted so you end up with essentially a different patch synth um and i believe there's one cartridge for it which is like a tape thing i'm not entirely sure if it's a real oh, like tape a little looper like yeah i think it's a loop so like a looper yeah I think it might be like a or looper. just a recorder. Yeah, like a little recorder um, that you can route through the different, you know, it goes through the different uh, architecture. So I thought that was absolutely brilliant idea. And, and you know, being being a sort of uh, exennial, I have a big affinity for cartridges, you know, on my Sega Mega Drive or Super Nintendo or whatever. So that there they are. It's oh, a yeah. big selling point for me. Plugging cartridges. Uh, that's the button. Yeah, I mean, that's to bl still blow on them though to get them to work. Because ah, okay. that used no, to be I don't an know. issue with dirty cartridges. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, cartridges, uh, I'm trying to think of a history of plug-in cartridges in synthesizers. Is is sort of littered. Well, the Buckler, um, of course. Casualties, you know, I suppose. Buckler, yeah. yeah. I suppose being uh, Buckler has still got it. I mean, Erica Synths had their one. own Pico system. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Bafaco have just done their effects boy, which does take uh, yes. cartridges. Yeah, uh, yeah but also yeah, Erica Sins have their own Pico system, Pico system two or three, one or the other, which is exactly the same concept, um, the same idea. In fact, I think they're even compatible with the same carts. So they, oh, they have already sense. had a go at this. Um, and you can get a blank card that you can stick your own components in in order to mess with stuff i suppose mess oh, with nice. um, signal routing and uh, what actually is happening to the signal along the way but it, it's a beautiful little thing i mean i think i think building a synthesizer to teach people synthesizers is really really hard mm. uh, it ends up being expensive i've seen a few people do it particularly in modular because it seems like the perfect place to do it build a little synth but then suddenly you've spent two grand just doing yeah. a monophonic voice you know <laughs> so for Erica since to give it a go, a little bit like the EDU um, DIY ones that they did. You know, it's kind of that that vibe as well, but just much, much nicer looking. And um, it should sound great. I'm hoping to get one soon. I mean, I think they told me end of July 
was I not oh, being right, supposed okay. to say? Brilliant. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> no, I think it. Do, I think it does say somewhere in there that it's coming in the summer. So that makes oh, brilliant. Right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for your your review. Yeah, no, really looking when you're on holiday. <laughs> no, yeah, really looking forward to it. It looks it looks like mm. a lovely thing. And also, I'd, I'd like to point out the documentation because a uh, few people. It, it's something that rarely gets mentioned. But on the website, the the manual it's got this virtual manual that takes you through it, which is just yes, just brilliant. I mean, because you know, cheap synthesizers are available, but they're very rarely well documented. Mm. Mm. I, I would yeah, su that's very true. suggest, that, and this looks excellent. The Isla Instruments upcoming Caladan, which is a oh reworking, yes, a reworking of the uh, uh, oh, what was it called? That Parva, Parva. Thank you, the, the Parva, Parva, Future Sonus Parva. It's a reworking of that into uh, into a into a case that looks. Oh, we can't quite see it, but the the Isla Twenty Four Hundred, and that's going to have. But it's not cartridges, but different boards going to be available for it, which will allow mm. you to bring in all sorts of hard f like analog boards i think yes. so it's not, yes. not quite, yeah do you know about that paulie do you know i do brad just posted the other day that he wanted to put you know the opl3 fm sound chip that was in a lot of yamaha keyboards and sound blaster he wants to put hmm. a couple of them on a card with an analog filter and i'm like that's that's a crazy cool idea that's absolutely brilliant so that's the kind of thing he's gonna he's gonna be doing um hmm. with yeah, I, I, I'm going to pester him and see if I can get on the the, the beta kind of uh, team, you know, mm. to test it and stuff, because it looks mm. absolutely amazing. Sound, yeah. Sounds very interesting, that, actually. Yeah, it really like interesting. And it looks beautiful. Um, it's got... It carries along some design language, I think, of his other Power. project. And, um, oh, yeah, and the yeah, 2400, and just, yeah. 2400, and, you know, that lovely metal kind of uh, construction and... I think it's going to be an absolute uh, winner. Mm. Well, I, that's what it seems like. Uh, I know Nam is moving back to January next year, so I think January Nam yes. and uh, well, maybe not so much Nam, but Nam and Superbooth between them, we're probably going to see an awful lot of releases. I mean, Superbooth this year was definitely crazy full, and there's obviously a lot more stuff still in the pipeline, and that'd be interesting to see. It's nice to have some new, exciting stuff coming along on stream because it does get a bit samey after a while because you know just because of lots of people doing the same thing and and things take various different amounts of time to get to market but they often have similar feature sets and it's down to the sort of vision but erica since a very uh they're sort of on fire aren't they that um uh that they're really they really are sort of pushing yeah. the I forget, is it gertz or grit uh his his sort of it's, he's got a real sort of vision and he's really he's really yeah. kind of driving the driving force i mean i'm sure there are other people involved but he's a great figurehead for the company so you know there's there's more stuff mm. coming along um of course they okay. had a well, physical think... modeling thing oh they oh, had they? a physical modeling thing at Superboost, oh, didn't yeah. they yes the pipe was not the pipe which but, i forget uh, what that was called steam steam, steam pipe. pipe wasn't it steam like pipe, the native instrument yes, right. pipe yeah 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 that's true so i mean lots of that stuff going on and that was hardware wasn't it steam pipe yeah so yeah 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 interesting no it's a good point okay well i think we'll probably uh just to end it there for this week uh, just to remind people again uh, we are we do have uh, another emom uh, date which is friday the 8th of september if you want to get hold of it i think i can post the link did i have a there's a link here somewhere if i press that it might show up in the chat room there we go bitly yeah, there we go and now uh, we've got boo uh confirmed battery operated orchestra Ooh, confirmed your amazing amazing this friday so and we're going to get a whole bunch of other people as well so uh hopefully um well maybe we we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll work on getting paulie to yeah. to do it but i know he's that's fine but i know that you're a busy person so you know uh -huh. maybe you will maybe you won't <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll try uh, and as ever that's they're fine. always great fun so so yeah do do get involved with that um 
But thank you, everybody. Thanks, Gaz. Yeah. Uh, so you're doing a show tonight, 8pm, yeah, right? Yeah, and also, I just realised, I'm playing a gig with Steve Davis on, in Cardiff, Woo-hoo. if anyone fancies this, wow. on the 4th of August, and we're playing on a rooftop of this old antiques place in the centre of Cardiff. Oh it's a really God. funny place. Risky. <laughs> well, yeah, fingers crossed the weather's going to be good. But that place <laughs> is kind of interesting because it's sort of, it's an old holdout, this little antiques place as hell out and all these like modern high rises have surrounded it wow so it's this old crusty little antiques place on, and on the rooftop so we're going to be playing on the friday night there uh it's the fest it's a little festival it's called tough at the top so if anyone's around cardiff way fourth that's Amazing. with steve davis we're doing a little duo so if anyone's around that will be a fun gig but yes and also i'm going to be streaming tonight 8 p.m so please join me for that i might talk more about the gig and some other things there excellent Thanks. Yeah. yeah, great. Okay, yeah. And uh, Robin, thank you very much for joining us uh, and and, and battling through with the technical issues and showing us a bit of that kind of cool gadget, which ultimately, uh, as you said, is somewhat disappointing as a, as a user experience. Mm. Probably much more fun for us to watch you wrestling with it than it was to actually be doing it uh, by, the, by the sound of things. But appreciated. Yes. What's next for you? Your, um, no worries. Mo- uh, mo- month, your monthly uh, shows, uh, is that out tonight or yeah. when's it going to be... It will probably be tomorrow by the time I've finished editing it. I've got that coming up. Uh, something else that's just about to emerge is is a uh, is a modular synth library project I'm working on, which I you'll he- learn more about possibly in my Molten Monthly, and then I'm live streaming on Sunday. We can talk about it then. Mm. But it's it's a blind driven idea. It's never going to work. <laughs> but um, you just never know, do you? You just got to keep throwing Excellent. things in the air, and something will work at some point. Yeah, but I'll come back and talk, I, I, tell I, I, you all about Roland, it. Sometimes. That's what Roland's philosophy is. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Except Robin's much more nimble. Yeah, yeah. excellent. And uh, Paulie at all uh, yes. as well. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. And um, and, and uh, when's your film out? Is that soon? Is the soundtrack that you'll be working on? Is that is that coming up soon? Yeah, it must be so sometime. We're hoping to get. Yeah, he's been sending me loads of sketches of cool arcades and pinballs and stuff with my music over it, and it's looking and sounding absolutely amazing. So, oh, what, you mean you've done the music and he hasn't shot any footage whatsoever? <laughs> no, no, he's shot. He's shot all <laughs> oh, good. too much footage. If um if anything, but yeah, we're hoping to have it finished by August, and then hopefully a holiday release. Like Thanksgiving oh, brilliant. Or, or Christmas or something like that. Because that's the time everyone gets a bit nostalgic and, you know, teary-eyed for their youth. So th- it'll hopefully be quite uh, popular. But yeah, um, other than that, of course, I'm still um, working away at Magical Synth Adventure, the channel. So I'm going to film some yeah. more content today. If anyone by now hasn't seen my last documentary, all on the Amiga sound chip and early history of soft synths then please uh check it out because it's uh yeah you've been getting a, some great traction one. with that there's interview for attack magazine wasn't it and a few other places it's yes, been featured as well digital so. music Fantastic. and stuff like that so cdm yeah, yeah. Been good. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Well, folks, thank you very much. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat room. Uh, it's been a great show as ever for, for me. I can only speak for myself. I hope it has been for <laughs> you, to, you all as well. Uh, so, uh, um, uh, and we'll be back next week as ever. Thanks very much. We'll see you next time. Take care now. Woo-hoo. Hey.